Easter is just a few weeks away, so now is the time to make sure your communications game is set up for success. Today we're talking about things that will help you make your Easter communications, kind of take them to the next level. We're going to be talking about inviting others into the conversation and some of the out-of-the-box ideas that you can use to invite people, as many people as possible, to the greatest celebration of the year. That's right. Hey there, Church Communicator. Welcome to the Church Juice Podcast, where we are energizing church communications one 20-minute episode at a time. Whatever your role is at your church, we are here to give you the tools and resources that you need to be successful. I'm Brian Haley, and I'm joined, as always, by my awesome co-host, Jeanette Yates. Hey, Jeanette. Hey, how's it going? It's going, it's going. Let's talk about Easter. We're just yes. a few weeks away, right? So We are uh, hop, hop, hopping towards Easter. It's coming right. very soon. Very nice, very nice. That landed <laughs> Thank well. Thank you. I hope that most churches have already started talking about communi- yes. or talking about Easter in their communication, but we want to take some time today just to give some kind of last minute, you know, semi last minute things to think about, things to improve and just help church communicators, however you're watching or listening today, take your communication to that next level as you prepare for Easter. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for Easter. We're, I don't know, like less than a month away. So it's my favorite time of year. This whole, like the whole Lenten season. I don't know if your church does the whole Lent thing, but we do. And I just love this whole time of year. We just had a great Ash Wednesday service a little while ago. And just, you know, that's what, how we kick off the season and we just kind of keep, keep going right away or keep going right to Easter. So we love it. Yeah. And I think that, you know, as we, as a Lent season leads into Easter, so does Mm -hmm. our communication, right? So it really is a good time to take just your overall communication strategy to that next level to, you know, just make some small improvements that you can do right now, because you know that Easter is, for most churches, is uh, a higher attendance Sunday, right? You get more guests on Easter. You get more of those non-regular attenders, the sporadic people that come maybe just at Easter and Christmas, but you know that they're going to show up. So when you know that you have an influx of people coming in, it's a good time for us to, you know, to, to think about our communication and what we can do to improve it, to make sure that everyone is in the loop and everyone knows what their next step is too. So yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking about today as I was, you know, just as we were planning this episode and um, yeah, and just kind of what to talk about and what to dive into. Yeah, I think it's really important, you know, like I, like we were saying, you know, Easter is just around the corner, about a month away. You're not going to have a problem of people not Try, you know, people are trying to figure out where they want to go to church <laughs> for Easter. Yeah, that right. they're people that normally don't, they're thinking about it, it's a tradition, that kind of stuff. And you also want to make sure that you are making it clear to people who don't usually come, but also to the people who do usually come. So I don't know about you, but you know, depending on the year and what's happening and who our pastor is, you know, we don't change pastors that often, but you know, it does happen you know, your your schedule might change or maybe one of your buildings are are being worked on so you're only having services in the other building or whatever. So you want to make sure that the people who aren't normally coming and the people who are normally coming do know exactly uh, what, what to expect for that day. So you're almost helping everyone plan a visit. So sometimes yep. we talk about like having that guest plan a visit, but really you need everybody to kind of be be planning their visit and knowing which service they're coming to and how all of that's going to work on that Easter Sunday. So, yeah, that's a really good point because 
you know, not only do you have people who come once a year, but because of the pandemic, this might be the first time that someone has stepped foot into your building since 2019. I think we're really still at that point where people are slowly returning. So things have probably changed somewhere in your building or, you know, like you mentioned, service times or whatever. So really, it's a good time for you to think about what has changed over the last, let's say, five years and make sure that everyone knows exactly what they need to know when they show up on Sunday or in preparation for showing up on Sunday. That's a really good point. Let's go ahead and like talk about like, okay, so how do we do that then? We've got, we know what we're doing as a staff. How do we make sure that we get the information out there? And there's several different ways to do that. And of course, first, you know, communications 101, got to have that landing page. Yeah, got to have that landing page on your website and, you know, make it, you know, pretty prominent. Now, if you're running Facebook ads, it may not need to be your first page you know, because you can directly, you know, get people to that page. However, as Easter gets closer, your Easter, your landing page may become your homepage, right? Right. So, (laughs) and also you do want to have even, you know, like leading up your homepage may still be like, this is what's happening this coming week versus on Easter. But you Mm -hmm. do want to have a place where someone can see, oh, I'm, I want to, I'm planning for Easter. I'm planning a little bit farther out. Where do I go for that? So have that available on that homepage. But you, you know, until, you know, you're getting right up to Easter, you want to make sure that people can still come on other Sundays too and know what to expect those Sundays. But then have that landing page. That's number one. Get that information out via your email list. So you have your members, you have your attenders, you have your infrequent attenders. You probably have multiple lists. You're going to need to email them multiple times. And then I don't know, Brian, what do you think about mailers? What do you think about direct mail? Yeah. So where um, are you on this? I think that for something like Easter, yeah, I think direct mail, you know, a neighborhood mailer or city mailer or whatever it is, I think those can be great opportunities, but it should only be, it should be part of a, a larger communication strategy, right? Because you know that if someone gets something in the mail, I'm probably going to throw it away unless it catches my attention. But it is also another way that we are giving that visual branding, that visual message. And so it's one way that we're grabbing people's attention. So if we make it good and it looks great, you know, it could be one way that we are driving people to that landing page on our website. It could be another way that we are just reinforcing our message around Easter because, you know, it takes several times for someone to hear something or see something before they actually grasp what's happening or make any sort of decision on it. So, so I'm a fan of direct mail when it's used for good specific purposes like Easter. Well, and I think we, I, I said this before we started recording, but this idea of like, well, people know when Easter is, I said that, but then I was like, that's not true. If you're not paying it, if you're busy and you're like, nose is to the grindstone and you've got a lot going on and you don't have kids that are going to school and, you know, like they're getting all that, you know, that's, it's probably more on your radar with that. But like, you may look up and you're like, oh my goodness, it's Easter. So, (laughs) so that's not true. So uh, having those multiple ways. And like you said, we talk about this a lot, but you know, one, one time inviting someone, one time someone seeing a social post, one time them getting an email or a mailer that's not going to cut it. it they're right. they're going to have to see something seven times, hear something seven times at least yep. before it clicks in their brain. So that's yeah, that's really good. Yeah. And Easter is not the same Sunday every year either, right? So it changes. And unless right. you have spring break right there, like, yeah. or, you know, and you have kids, then 
it's probably not something that's on your radar. So the more that we can do to get the word out and reinforce that message, the better. I think, you know, as part of just kind of that omni-channel approach to the way that we communicate about Easter, direct mail is a great way to do it. But so is, you know, you mentioned Facebook ads already. Yes. Um, you could also use search ads, Google ads, yes. Google ads grant. If you're not using that already, that's a great way to, to spend Google's money essentially and advertise. Right. So you can advertise your Easter and point people right to, to your Easter landing page. It's a great way to you know, to, to connect people and use ads that way as well. But there's another way that we haven't talked about yet that I think you're the expert on here and that's texting. So <clears throat> I think it's a great opportunity to bring people into the conversation. Yeah. So how do you think that we can use texting and text ministry or text communication as we kind of talk through Easter and market Easter a little bit? So I'm going to try to keep it Short, because I could go on and on and on. So I'm going to keep it simple because we are trying to keep these these church juice episodes, you know, little sips of information for you. But we do. Uh, so for there's a couple of different strategies that I've heard that work really well, especially with texting. Of course, like we just mentioned, you want to let people who already go to your church know what the plan is, partially so they can invite other people, but also so that they can make their own plans for Easter Sunday. So that's one thing. Another thing is a lot of times churches, maybe your church has some sort of event prior to Easter. So like at our church, we do an egg hunt and we do like a, some other activities for children because a, a, a large section of our church is children or families with children. And so we do a lot of activities for children. And when we're doing that, we're gathering their information so that we can follow up with them. And one of the things that we follow up with them about is join us for Easter. So we loved having you at the egg hunt, join us for Easter, you know, that kind of thing. Sometimes we even give the kids a little, like we tell part of the Easter story at the egg hunt, but then we say, you know, we're going to tell the rest of the story on Easter Sunday. So um, when we gather that information, when people are coming to those events prior to Easter, we can follow up with them and invite them to Easter. So that's just a really easy way to get people in. Maybe you're like, well, we don't have an egg hunt. We don't do that. Well, you had people coming at Christmas. I bet they you got some of their information there. So even if you don't have an event, I mean, you don't need to try to come up with one in the next couple of weeks. That's a lot. But just message people that you already have information for that, like I mentioned earlier, that they're not regular attenders. They've come for another outreach and you know, event maybe, or they've they visited before, all of that kind of thing. So that just that simple text. Now, I will tell you a little strategy because, you know, we um, advocate at Texan Church and, and I we try to do this at my church. You are trying to get information like this is when Easter is happening, but also try to start a conversation with them. And one strategy that I heard that was really great is, is someone asked as part of the, like, we hope you'll join us for Easter. We hope you'll join us for this Easter event is like, what's your favorite candy or what's your favorite color? And then having some sort of piece of candy or, you know, we have balloons or flowers or whatever. And having that as a, a conversation starter in your text messages so that when they show up, they feel like they've already started a conversation with you. So like I said, I could go on and on and on, but those are the, the two basic ways. So just like getting, just texting people when the information is, but then also texting those people that maybe you've you've had an activity, you've gathered their information, you've done an Easter egg hut, and you've done a another type of pre-Easter event, go mm -hmm. ahead and follow up with them and invite them to your service. 
Well, even for the people who are, let's say you have a plan your visit or however you have it mm-hmm. on your, you know, your Easter page, you can take that information you have, text them. And when you ask questions about their favorite candy or whatever, that gift that most every church gives people to guess on Sunday, you can incorporate something now and make it more specialized and more you know, specific to that person. So I think that's a really great idea. You you talked about the the other events kind of around Easter, like an Easter icon and all those different things. But another thing that I think churches overlook a lot of times and is really important for communication is what happens after Easter. What are we inviting, especially guests, but maybe it's those, you know, non-regular attenders, whatever. What are we inviting people back to? Or what is their next step on Easter Sunday? What is that call to action on Sunday? What are we inviting people back to? Maybe that's something the following Sunday. Maybe it's Mother's Day. That's another high attending Sunday for a lot of churches. But really think through not just Easter Sunday, but what happens that following Sunday or three weeks from from Easter. And that's really a great opportunity for you to reconnect with people to make sure that you have clear next steps in your, you know, at the end of your Easter service or whatever, and that you're inviting people into the larger ministry of the church, that it's more than one Sunday every year, but that there is, you know, actual ministry happening. And so it's important for churches and for communication leaders to think through What's happening next and what are we inviting people to next and continue that conversation? Yeah, you can think of Easter as almost like the start of the conversation, right? So having it be, like we said, people are, people are already like, you don't have to convince people to go to church on Easter. A lot of times, like they're like, even if they're not plugged in that, you know, that's something they're going to do, but convincing them to come the week after Easter That's where, (laughs) and so like you say, having a strategy in place, having something to invite them to, even if it's not the next week, but soon. Um, I know at our church, we've done a couple of different things where, you know, my pastors either started a sermon series and then, and then one year we did like, it wasn't inviting them to another service. It was inviting them to a food Mm. truck rally or something, you know, know, something that was just like, come and like, hang out with us, get to know us better. Let us get to know you better. So it doesn't have to be, there's a lot of different ideas out there. Absolutely. Yeah. Relational is important too, right? Mm -hmm. I can remember a church that, that we were a part of a while ago. We would put so much energy and focus into Easter Sunday that everyone was burned out, you know, Easter Monday and the following Sunday, you know, if you came back you know, if Easter Sunday was your first time and you came back the following Sunday, it would look like a completely different place because it was a different band because we had used right. up all the, the good <laughs> musicians, say, right? The pastor's not preaching. Right. The pastor <laughs> took the Sunday off. You know, there's no more, not quite this, you know, there's no more choir. There's no more, you know, all of these different things. So so make sure that we are consistent and authentic on Sunday too. I think that's important. Yeah, I, I agree. That's, you know, something we haven't touched on, but, you know, we have had people on before that talks about like, ha- uh, that have talked with us about everything communicates. Oh. And so you want to make sure that what you're communicating on Easter Sunday is, like you said, authentic to who your church is. So it you don't need the brass band if you don't always have a brass band, right. you know, um, <laughs> uh, that kind of thing. And so really making sure, and like you say, you don't want to present your church as being something that it's not really. But then, of course, if it is vacation time for your pastor and he does, is he, ta- is he is taken off, go ahead and like plant that seed. <laughs> 
like next week, so-and-so will be preaching on da da da, you know, or whatever. So yep, just absolutely. set expectations. But one of the ways we do that is by being authentic when we're, um, when we're doing our worship, which is what, what God wants of us anyway. Good point to end us on. Well, I would love to hear as you are watching or listening today, I would love to hear how you are communicating about Easter. So if you haven't already, join our Facebook group and join the conversation. We'd love to hear how you're communicating about Easter, what messages you guys are sending or, you know, what is your approach to to marketing and communication for Easter Sunday? We'd love to hear from you and have you join the conversation as well. Thanks for taking time out of your busy day to listen to the Church Juice podcast. But listening is just the start. To take today's topic to the next level and hear from other church communicators, head over to the Church Juice Insiders Facebook group like I was just talking about. You can find a link to the group along with today's show notes at churchjuice.com slash podcast. The Church Juice podcast is a listener-supported production of Reframe Ministries, a family of programs designed to help you see your whole life reframed by God's gospel story. Church Juice is produced by Brian Haley with post-production by Minimal Media Company in Grand Rapids, Michigan. For more information about Church Juice, visit churchjuice.com. For information on Reframe Ministries and our family of programs, visit reframeministries.org.